There is a payoff for those who read, but sometimes that payday only comes after some very hard work. Welcome back to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. I ended our last episode by telling you we would be diving into Smart Leadership by Mark Miller and also that we'd be taking a look at The Coddling of the American Mind, two books I have found to be very interesting and very helpful. But first, over the weekend, I wrote a couple of book reviews, one for Relentless, Mark Graney's last gray man thriller. Now, if you enjoy the espionage and thriller genre, Graney is among the elite of that group. I also wrote a rather lengthy review of The American Scholar by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yeah, I know, night and day difference between those two books. Uh, Welcome to my world. My reading tastes, like my music tastes, are very eclectic. Now, Emerson was just 35 when, in 1837, he delivered this essay at Cambridge before the Harvard chapter of the Phi Beta Kappa Society. That's a society composed of 25 men from each graduating class. And yes, it was a guys-only fraternity back in 1837. Emerson's essay has won great acclaim as the American Literary Declaration of Independence. Now, you're going to have to read it to determine in your own mind if it bears that kind of appellation. It's going to take you an hour or two, depending on how much you have to read and reread. One thing is certain. Emerson is a very bright guy. He's well-liked, well-respected, though not necessarily revered by all. Critics are really mixed when it comes to Emerson. Emerson was also very well-read, and he sprinkled reading and historical references throughout the three essays packaged under the book title, The American Scholar. Now, maybe it's his brilliance, but sometimes I had a very difficult time following Emerson. So I was glad for what the editors said in their helpful introduction to the Emerson essay. I quote, It's not always easy to understand Emerson. His sentences are full of hidden meaning which cannot be detected at a glance. They must be read and reread to perceive the full drift of the thought. But the thought in its fullness well repays us for the trouble. And that, friends, was my aha moment in the introduction to the American scholar. But the thought in its fullness well repays us for the trouble. In other words, sometimes reading is just hard work. You know, God says, in all hard work, there is profit, Proverbs 14, 23. And he also says, Get wisdom. Though it cost all you have, get understanding. Proverbs 4, 7. And when it comes to reading Emerson and others, sometimes it's just downright hard work. And I don't feel like reading and rereading to perceive the full drift. But when I do, the thought in its fullness often repays me for the trouble. Some 40 years ago, When I was in college, the brilliant theologian teacher Charles Ryrie came to my school, and I think it was Ryrie who said, the one who knows it best explains it most clearly, or maybe said most easily. 
I've always liked that, and I've tried to live by that, but but maybe, just maybe, sometimes things are not easy to explain, or the author's thoughts take a hot air balloon to reach. And at those times, I have to decide if I'm going to do the hard work to understand them. Now, in his essay, The American Scholar, Emerson is urging people to think for themselves rather than being slaves to the thoughts of others. And at one point, he writes, books are the best of things well used, abused among the worst. And then he says this, I would not be hurried by any love of system, by any exaggeration of instincts, to underrate the book. We all know that as the human body can be nourished on any food, though it were boiled grass and the broth of shoes, so the human mind can be fed by any knowledge. And great and heroic men have existed who had almost no other information than by the printed page. I only would say that it needs a strong head to bear that diet. One must be an inventor to read well. As the proverb says, He that would bring home the wealth of the Indies must carry out the wealth of the Indies. There is, then, creative reading as well as creative writing. When the mind is braced by labor and invention, the page of whatever book we read becomes luminous with manifold allusion. Every sentence is doubly significant, and the sense of our author is as broad as the world. Books are the best of things well used, and using them well often takes hard work work, the work of reading and rereading. But when we do, the thought in its fullness often repays us for the trouble. So if we do the hard work of reading, we will receive readings, payback, insights, growth, and wisdom. And that's my thought on my walk with Ralph Waldo Emerson and the American Scholar. My question for you is, What will you do with that thought on your walk through life today? What book, what article, what line do you need to read and then reread to get readings payback? Well, you can find my review of The American Scholar on the homepage of onmywalk.com. I hope you'll check it out.